been a good day the last two or three days. Got to spend with my family. And we've had a good time. Can you turn this thing down just a hair? It's a rattling or something. I appreciate it. If you can, I've been studying something. I want to share it with you. Matthew chapter 6, please. Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to read verse 25. Verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat in the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take you thought for the raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, tomorrow is cast into heaven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for itself, or the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we love these words simply because we trust you take care of us and we know you will help us to learn from these words and others Lord that you blessed our heart with in Jesus' name we pray Amen I was reading some of these and as verses here and others that have to do with this and I was thinking about uh, things that we put first as important in our life there's certain exciting things that happen first things most of us can remember like the first day of school or our children's first steps or the first time we ever prayed in public or first time you ever gave your testimony or first time you ever had a soul saved that you led the Lord first time you ever heard the gospel clearly and I know I'll never forget the first sermon that I ever preached but here in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus gives some of the things that should come first by choice. I know that uh, my daughter Cheryl, uh, she wanted to ride a bicycle. I got her bicycle. I must have pushed her a thousand miles before she learned to ride by herself. But I'll never forget that it was the first time she ever rode a bicycle. And just, just a lot of things first in our lives that mean so much. But uh, I want you to notice what God says to put first. God's Word says, Seek ye first these things because they're His priorities. 
One of the biggest lessons we can learn is how to discriminate. Many things clamor for our priorities. We need to know how to access their value so as not to give first place to secondary things. For example, the soul is more important than the body. Mark chapter 8, verse 36 says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Psalms 37, For what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I know that uh, some friend of ours, uh, years ago, they worked all their life for the state and made good money, both of them. They saved all of her checks, never spent one of her checks all those years, moved up in the mountains, going to retire, got it made, she died six months later. And so what I'm trying to show you is the Bible says, seek you, the soul is more important than the body or the needs of the body. The things of eternity are more important than temporary things. Hebrews 9, verse 27, As is appointed unto men once to die, but after this is judgment. In other words, a man's soul and getting people saved and, and everything is more putting, worrying about getting clothes on your back or food on your table or anything else. A life itself is more important than possessions. I want to show you something if I can, please, because most people today, well, it's always been that way, but especially today, is interested in one thing, and that is getting things for now for themselves or taking care of their body and, and their house and everything else. But listen to this, if you would, please, in Luke chapter 12, and begin to read in verse 15. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisted not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plenty. And he thought with himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no more, no room where to bestow my fruit. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall all these things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself, it is not rich towards God. Now I want you to notice verse 21 is very important here. It didn't say it wasn't all right to lay up riches. But notice what it said. So is he that layeth up riches for himself and is not rich towards God. So the most important thing is that we'll be rich towards God. Amen? And then you can have things. Uh, there's a verse of scripture uh, I, I had it written down but I, I forgot where it was at but uh, uh, one of my favorite verses is uh, that all these things shall be added unto you if you make God first now I'll probably get back to it in a minute but I want to show you something moral strength is far more important than physical strength Ephesians 6 verse 10 
Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Did you know that uh, we got to, uh, ever seem like to me there's these uh, health places all on just about every corner and they're growing. Uh, I have a man that I know that helped me quite a bit. He's got the, uh, some of these tanning salons. And uh, I'm telling you the truth. People more pay more to get the body stronger and healthier than anything else. And what the Bible says that uh, the uh, spiritual strength is more important than the physical strength. Many of our troubles and problems come from the fact that we're, uh, we reverse the order and in most cases we're measuring on the minor things and minor on the major things. And this is true nationally, religiously, and individually. Someone says, how can we know what God wants us to do or put first? God's Word tells us what to put first. These seven things. Number one, first and greatest commandment in Matthew 22, verse 37 and 38. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Now that's the first commandment. This is the first and great commandment. So that's number one with God. Amen? Nothing should take the place of God, is what he said. Why we love Him. In 1 John 4, 19, we love Him because He first loved us. And then what we are to do before we become a disciple. Now Luke chapter 14, verse 28, verse 31 said, Consider uh, the cost first. In other words, if you don't want to give all, brother, you can't be a disciple of the Lord. God wants everything first. That doesn't mean He's going to take everything away from you. That's not what He's talking about at all. He just wants you to make everything first to Him. And when you start serving and, and doing what you want, He wants you to do, then you can be a disciple for Him, and you need not apply if you're not willing to do that. Now, when it comes to discipleship, where giving must begin is another thing. Second Corinthians 8, verse 5. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first we gave ourselves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Do you know where our giving should begin? It's not in the money. Uh, did you know the Bible says that where your treasure is, there your heart is? That's the reason a lot of people uh, quit church. They got their heart somewhere else. If, they, if the church and the Lord was the treasure first, and God knows that, and I want you to listen to this verse again. Where does giving begin? We think about money being given. No. The Bible says give yourself first to the Lord. In other words, when you get saved and you give yourself to the Lord, giving's no problem then. It's no problem at all. You do what is right when it's given. I, I, when I'm driving down the street, I got a, some money in my side pocket, a few dollars, and I put it in there for a purpose. I want to help people as I see people in need. And I, I don't care what they do with it. That's not, that's not my problem. My problem is if God lays on my heart to help somebody, uh, then I'm going to do it. And, uh, and I believe with all my soul 
I didn't have that before I was saved. So first you give yourself to the Lord, and then that willing heart comes next. Where piety or consistent living must begin. In 1 Timothy 5 verse 4, But if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety at home and to requite their parents for that is good and acceptable before God. In other words, where does consistent living begin? It begins in the home. It begins in the home. It doesn't begin in church or in school or in government. It begins at home. What you do consistently begins at home learning what's right. Where soul winning must begin. In John chapter 1 verse 41, the first he first finds his own brother, Simon, and says in him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. I've had people say, I'm going to go to Africa, or I'm going to go to Australia, or I'm going to go somewhere. God's called me to a mission field or far off. And I have one question to every one of them. Have you won any souls at home? Because if you ain't won any souls at home, God ain't calling you to a foreign country to do it. Amen? And it's just that simple. And so where so when it begins, it begins at home. It begins with a young family. In the book of Matthew, records the Lord's five full law of priorities. Now turn me into Matthew and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Matthew chapter 5 and two verses. Verse 24 and verse 25. My pages stuck together again. But I will find them. Matthew chapter 5, verse 24 and verse 25. Verse 20. Let's begin to read in verse 23. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remain, remember, that thy brother has ought against thee. Leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. So first, what is taught here is, first your brother, then your gift. In other words, get right with your brother and sisters in the Lord before you try to give something to the Lord. These verses teach us that no man can be right with God if he is wrong with his fellow man. Therefore, if God's blessings to you seem to be uh, damned up, so to speak, it may be because your heart is not right towards your fellow man or someone else. Now, notice something else in Matthew chapter 6 now. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Notice here it says, first the spiritual, then the temple. If we put God first, we don't have to worry about anything else. God said He'll take care of it. Now everybody's seeking after things. But notice how things are given to you by God. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. You know what most people want to do? They seek after things first 
And then if we got any extra time, they want to serve God. But the Bible said if you'll seek God first and worship God first, everything else will be given to you by God. In other words, He'll give you health, He'll give you a job, He'll give you everything you need in this world if you seek Him first. Now go back to Matthew chapter 6 to be in verse 31. Verse 31. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things shall be uh, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of these things. Now, notice, if you would please, if we put God's claims first and seek to do His will first, then He will take care of our everyday needs. And verse 33 makes it clear we're to seek salvation first. That's justification, which is indicated by the words, the kingdom of God. But also we are to seek sanctification, which is indicated by the words of His righteousness. And it is possible to be in the kingdom of God by salvation and justification, and yet not really seeking His righteousness or saved, but not going all the way for the Lord. In Second Peter 3, verse 18, said, But grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Do you know God's will for every Christian is not to stay the same. We're to grow, get better. Yeah, get better. I really believe this. I love God and I love people more than I ever loved them in my life. You know why? I've learned some things. And in learning things of God and learning about Him more every day of my life, I've learned to love what God loves. Matthew 6, verse 33 is made to the Christian who is sold out to the Lord. God knows all about our needs. He waits and guarantees to meet those needs if we put Him first and first things first. You go back to 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 13 through 18, or 16. And you'll find that Elijah said to the widow, Make me first. Give me the oil first. Make me a biscuit or something out of the meal that you got, the little meal you got first. And when she made made for the man of God first, which represents God, not the man of God, but he represents God. And when she took care of God first, then the meal didn't run out. It lasted. And that's a promise of God. Psalms 34, verse 9. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. Amen. The number two, first the spiritual, then the temple. Now go back to Matthew uh, chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 3. And why beholdest thou the boat that is in thy brother's eye? But consider not the beam that is their own eye. Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me put out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye, thou hypocrite. First cast out, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Give not which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearl before swine lest they trample them under their feet and again render you 
Now watch this, please. Beginning in Matthew chapter 7, verse 3 through 5. First, judge yourself, and then judge your brother. When you read Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 through 5, you've got to remember something. Jeremiah 17, verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the first of his doings. <laughs> we're so easily to judge somebody else when we're guilty ourselves. And the Bible said, first of all, judge yourself. Now, then put that which Matthew chapter 7, verse 5 says, Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the moat in thy brother's eye. Now, I believe... When we examine our own selves under God's willful eye, watchful eye, then we'll be so glad God forgave us of all our awful sins that other people's sins won't look so bad. Amen? I know one thing. I am so thankful to God today that I'm saved by His grace. Amen? And you know, I don't have to have somebody else to condemn me. My heart condemns me. God condemns me. Now you watch this, Matthew 8. Now go to Matthew chapter 8 for just a minute. I'll show you another verse we got in Matthew chapter 8. And I'll begin to read verse 21. Matthew chapter 8, verse 21. These glasses are not helping me. And that's what you do when you sit on them. Matthew chapter 8, verse 21. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me, and let the dead bury the dead. Now I want you to watch this. It's talking about here, first what Christ wants, then what I want. A self-centered Christian going his own way instead of the Lord's way is not a disciple of the Lord. Saved, maybe, but not used to the Lord. Why do you allow the bad habits? Why do you always put self first? Why do you pursue that harmful friendship? Why do you allow that crooked uh, method in business? Why do you still attend worldly places? Why do you not try to win souls? Why do you not obey the Lord, the voice of the Lord? Now, if the answer is me first, it should be Christ first. Amen? And when you put Christ first, you're wanting to please Him. Matthew chapter 23 now. Just back up a minute, just a little bit. Matthew 23, where we started a minute ago. And I want to look at two verses. Verse 25 and verse 26. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you may clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortions and excess. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. You'll find something that's taught in the Bible. First, inside. Second, outside. Now, you know what people want to do? 
They want to clean up everything outside. You know where God always begins? Inside. He always begins. God does not want outward profession only. First, God wants inward possession. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, God chose David. And if you go back there and study it, his brother looked better than David. He was a, a, a greater in stature, everything else. And the prophet of God said when he first saw his older brother, he said, that must be the man. Look at him. But David said, no, I judge not from outside. And he looked at David's heart. and knew David had a heart after God. <coughs> and God chose David for the inward, not the outward. Psalms 51, first inside and then the outside. Go back over here just a minute. I want to read it to you. Psalm 51. And notice it. I want to just read just a little bit, beginning in verse 5. Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, I desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part. Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Then go down to verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O Lord, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And you'll find this taught all the way through the Bible. God begins on the inside and then the outside. Get the inside right with God and everything else fit. That's what he's talking about. Amen? And so God's priorities, if we only get our, God, uh, the, our priorities in line with God's priorities, we'll be a much happier person. Amen? Father, will you bless the coming hour now, we pray in Jesus' name. Thank you for your closeness to us and your precious to us. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Thank you so much.